So now, 7.32, as the US dramatically accelerates its pressure campaign against Iran, to quote Secretary of State Mike Pompeo last week, the implications spread far and wide, including on this country's we won't have a sanctions waiver on Iranian oil anymore. Joining us on the line for further analysis is Dr. Chang Ji-hyung, Research Fellow and Director of the Middle East and North Africa Centre at the Asan Institute for Policy Studies. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. Good morning. Thanks for having me. So, Dr. Jung, going back to last year, what's the real purpose behind the Trump administration withdrawing the U.S. from that originally 2015 Iran deal? Yes, that was like last May. And given the American first principle by the Trump administration, the withdrawal from the Iranian nuclear deal is designed of weakening the hardliners of Islamic Republic of Iran, especially Iran's Revolutionary Guard. And, and under the Obama administration, uh, P5 plus one countries reached the, the historic deal in order to strengthen the Iranian reformist faction. But now, it weakens the reformist faction. What's your insight on the recent U.S. designation, though, of Iran's Revolutionary Guard Corps as a foreign terrorist organization? Uh, that is already producing a very strange and also counterproductive consequences, which is strengthening the Iranian hardliners. I mean, again, the Revolutionary Guard, and at the same time weakening the reformist faction. I mean, the Revolutionary Guard, the military wing of the clerical ruling system, blames the reformist and moderate faction that what is happening right now inside Iran, especially the economy, after the U.S. withdrew from the deal, including the U.S. labeling uh, the Revolutionary Guard as a foreign terrorist organization, is just because Iran decided to open the door to the world. So now the Iranian hardliners insist, again, closed-door policy, resistance economy, and, of course, arms expansion and hegemony expansion in the region. And yesterday, the reformist faction, I mean, mainly from the, the uh, Minister of Foreign Affairs, announced a, a plan to visit uh, North Korea, I mean, paying uh, official visit to North Korea under the pressure uh, from the hardliners. And so this decision by President Trump to end sanctions relief for countries buying oil from Iran, South Korea among them, as we mentioned, how will that hurt Iran? It hurts the Iranian economy as a whole. And also, Iran is a country with a relatively thick middle class, which is different from North Korea and, of course, different from Iraq under Saddam Hussein and from Libya under Gaddafi. And the sanction revival crucially hurts the middle class as well as the lower income and bottom class as well. And definitely not the ruling class, including Revolutionary Guard, because their economy as well was quite suitable for the closed resistance economy under the sanctions regime. So those hardliners are such a conglomerate of uh, closed economy. What's the U.S. though trying to achieve? Again, I, I guess many of us get a sense of this from the outside, but by pressuring Iran economically, what do you make of the, the U.S. goal? Well, the, the infamous National Secret Advisor to uh, President Trump, John Bolton, strongly insists the regime collapse of Iran, whereas uh, Secretary of State Pompeo argues for the invitation to the renegotiation table. 
And Trump, uh, President Trump sits uh, in between, I guess. Yeah, I mean, just to quickly clarify for anyone who's interested in the, the background here, it's not just South Korea. Um, last week, the US told five countries, Japan, Turkey, China and India, as well as South Korea, that they'll face U.S. sanctions if they continue to import oil from Iran after waivers end on May 2nd. Three uh, buyers, Greece, Italy and Taiwan, have already stopped importing uh, Iranian oil um, of those eight that had originally been granted exemptions. Um, So, Dr. Jung, so far Iran has stayed defiant. It's threatened to close the Strait of Hormuz. How significant would that be? Well, this is not the uh, first time at all. It is um, rather very typical and, I would say, paper threat from Iran. I don't see this bluff from the hardliners has um, much significance, not because those hardliners like peace, but because closing the Strait of Hormuz has a higher cost than than benefits for them. Most of all, um most Iranians see the current economic disaster of Iran is because of the incapacity of hardliners or ruling clerics and their mismanagement of economy and especially their misuse of money outside Iran, mainly through militarily, is the very reason of a current economic disaster, whereas the Trump factor could be a trigger. And and that is why there have been serious anti-system protests from even the heartland of conservative supporters, including uh, the hometown of the Ayatollah Khamenei. So right now, the ruling elite, uh, including the Revolutionary Guard, cannot really afford to continue the military ambition-driven, even bluffing because of the domestic constituency. So from a, a South Korean perspective, Iranian oil has been... Uh obviously very important because even when in the past we've been prevented from bringing Iranian oil, as soon as the opportunity was there again, South Korea started importing it again. What is the strength of Iranian oil for South Korea? Well, Iran has been number four importer to us after those Arab oil-rich countries, including Saudi and UAE and, and Kuwait others. But Iran has been very distinctive as economic cooperation partner in addition to the oil import because Iran is a well-established manufacturing country with diverse economic structure, which is quite rare as oil-rich country. So in this regard, Korean-Iran economic cooperation has been quite diverse and mutually beneficial, but then we are going to lose it. Will we here in this country be able to find adequate alternative sources matching Iran's quality and price. We've, we've seen President Trump doing what he can, it looks like, to bring the price of oil down after um, cutting a deal or claiming to have cut a deal with other oil-producing nations to uh, increase supply. What's your view on, on the prospects for South Korea, though? Well, from now on, alternative sources could be you know, oil from again, like a Saudi and UAE, but another kind of surprising alternative source that met Iran quite, uh, quite might be the U.S. shale oil and gas. I mean, that is for sure. The year 2019, we witnessed the U.S. is becoming the world's largest oil producing country by beating Saudi and Russia, mainly thanks to the harsh market competition among the shale uh, producers inside the U.S. in Oklahoma and Texas. 
the U.S. share market became extremely stable and prosperous. And this is quite unprecedented, and we will uh, count on the alternative oil from the United States. Yeah, so for for us here in South Korea, perhaps it places even more emphasis on alternatives like hydrogen-powered vehicles or electric vehicles, but we do seem a few years away, at least, from yeah. being able to lessen the impact of this Iran situation. Just generally, Dr. Jung, just to finish, South Korea's relationship with Iran, does this oil situation now bring it to a a crashing halt? Can South Korea carry out any kind of diplomacy with Iran in the meantime? I don't know. I don't know. We don't want to lose our connection with the reformist faction inside uh, the Iran, who is uh, who is against the hardliners' very military ambition-driven activity? But again, yesterday we heard we was uh, we were informed that even the reformist faction wanted to, you know, pay a visit to North Korea and wanted to have some cooperation uh, relations with uh, the North Korea, and that it seems quite alarming, I guess. Right. Dr. Jung, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank, thank you so much for having me. Pleasure to have you on the line. Dr. Jung Ji-hyung there from the Asan Institute for Policy Studies, where she is the director of the Middle East and North Africa Center. You can understand, of course, U.S. concerns about any potential terror groups, but is it right to be categorizing Iran in that light? And is this the way to do it by hurting allies uh, and oil? Um, From the U.S. perspective, it's not like South Korea didn't have any warning on this. We had months to put alternatives into uh, place. And Greece, Italy and Taiwan are already stopped importing Iranian oil separately. Uh, Plus, of course, Japan has been among the five countries that have been told they'll face U.S. sanctions. And Japan, led by Prime Minister Abe, seems to be on very good terms with President Trump right now. It's a very confusing picture. If you want to try and make sense of it, you can get in touch anytime. Pound or sharp 1013 for 51 per message. Uh, still to come this half hour, we'll get our sport roundup. A lot going on in the Premier League as that season comes to a close and uh, more sports beside. For now, though, at just about 7.43, let's get our news bite with Isu Yun.